Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. He's limited himself now to the body of Christ and then individual members to express himself into this world. That is how he is doing it in this time period that we are living. He, he limits himself and expresses himself through the body of Christ. You're looking at my body. My body is not really the real me. The real me is on the inside, and soon this body will just give up, die, and you put it in the ground, but the real me goes on living. You understand that, right? Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So when you look in the mirror and the outside is kind of changing and kind of doing things that you wish it wouldn't do, that's really not the real you. Amen. 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 I guess I should read a scripture. So um, I do. I really. Um, well, let me, let me just turn to 1 Corinthians chapter. Uh, oh, let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And, and I, I want to uh, take that because that's, I, I'm, I'm sensing th- that the Lord, he has everything for you and you already got it. All right. My prayer has to shift. Praying is such a unique thing. It, it's a remarkable ability that we have as believers. When you got saved, one of the most remarkable things that you're given is a birthright, a spiritual birthright or an inheritance. And what that inheritance is, is you have the ability to go into the very presence of God and He is your Father, you are His child, and you are able to speak to Him. I, I was um, uh, praying the other day, and I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, what, uh, grace, what is it about grace? I'm trying to uh, understand grace. We know we're saved by grace, amazing grace, all, all of these guys. I said, Lord, uh, uh, let me, grace, what is it that you give to me or mercy that, that I have? And he spoke to me, and he said, I let you talk to me. I let you speak. You, you see, we live in a world where everybody shoots off their mouth. And uh, one of the wonderful privileges of being American is, is be able, uh, the freedom of speech. Well, when we talk about God, he, do, he doesn't work like American government. He's kingdom. He's a king. He's creator. And when he says, I let you speak, you see... Not everybody can just come to a king and talk. You don't just walk up to somebody with real royalty and speak. Even, even in our society, in our culture, there are certain people you just can't walk up to and talk to them. Uh, there, there's limitations to that. But you and I, when we got saved, you have to understand the power of salvation in my relationship now with God. That I'm actually able to go into the very presence of the Creator. Amen. Had no beginning, no end. Alpha, the Omega. Amen. Hallelujah. The one that was alive and died and rose again, and he says, I have the keys of the grave and of hell. 
I have all authority, whether in heaven or on earth or beneath the earth. I have all authority. I have the ability now. Here's old Joe Whitinger. I have the ability to go to him and he lets me speak. I was asked quite a while back, they asked me, he says, when you pray, do you do most of the talking? <laughs> I said, yeah, I do probably all of it. They said, the reason you do that is because you want to have control. And uh, I had to agree. I said, yeah, that's a fact. So what, we just talk because we don't, we want to stay in control of the conversation and the exchange going on. So I come into the presence of God. He lets me talk. And another great aspect of our God is that he will listen. And he has such he gives such honor to us. We don't, the, the Bible talks about he crowns me with glory and honor. We don't even, what, is that, what that means is that he will listen to me. That's a great honor coming from the greatest to allow me speak and speak as long as I want to and never interrupt. Wow. And we go around like we're just, just broken down folks. Oh, I, nobody loves me and everything's going bad. Yeah, everything can go bad. But you have the privilege and you have the inheritance to boldly go into the presence of God where the, where the uh, cult or the dispensation before us and the way God related to people back then, they never could do that. Never could do that. You have to be careful when you read about members in the Old Testament. So oh, I wish I was like David. No, you don't. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, if I was like Elijah, what for? What in the world would you want to be like that guy for? Oh, Moses. Now, I'm not saying these men didn't do things. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 tells everything. But it says at the end of that chapter, they didn't get what we have. They were waiting for a promise. They weren't perfect. They did all that. Noah built an ark, all of that. Read 11. We were amazed. I, I stand in awe of what a man or woman can do just in the realm of faith. But folks, we have received the faith. We have the faith. Amen. And he crowns us with glory and honor. And he calls us sons and daughters, and we call him Abba, Father. The relationship is so fantastic and so intimate, and we have been honored so much, and I know the devil, he hates that. He does not want you to understand your inheritance, and so he lies to us, and he tries to shut down our emotions or get us filled with other things and feeling, well, I don't feel very honored. I don't feel like I have much, and that may all be true, but it is not true that you have more than what you feel. So we must learn that God has given me such mercy and grace that I'm able to come and speak to Him. And you can speak to Him about anything and everything. And you can speak to Him as long as you want to. And then you can pause 
And you can say, Lord, what do you have to say? And when he speaks, do you who realize who is talking when he speaks? His word changes us. His word can heal. His word creates. He doesn't put a band-aid over issues. He's not a psychiatrist, a therapist, or a physical uh, doctor. He's not a pastor. He's not an apostle. He's not a Preacher, all of that, you can allude to that. I, I mean, there's where Jesus is the apostle and high priest. But when he speaks, that word is above everything. It's higher. There are certain people that when they speak, they carry a weight with them. It comes out of their identity. It comes out of their position, possibly. There's something about it. Uh, parents, when you had little kids at home and you spoke, your word changed that situation, whether good or bad. You had authority because uh, of birth, because that, especially with moms, when moms talk to their children, it's completely different because their voice and their word is coming out of their uh, ability to give them birth. Out of that mother came that child. So that child responds to mom probably more differently than anybody in their entire life. The word of a person has weight and it changes. Well, when God, God, who said, let there be light, and there was light. You see, he, he is a God that speaks and his word is what creates. We live in a world that is a word-created world. You are created after his image and likeness, and so what you speak has the same effect as what he does. It's not at that level, because, see, we don't know how to talk. <laughs> I did say Corinthians, right? Okay. Chapter 14, verse 1. Look at this. Look at this verse. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, are you obeying that? I have to think a little bit. Well, am I pursuing love? See, uh, people in the world, they'll say, well, I fell in love. Well, that may be true. You fell into something. It's like, so, like it just happened. It was by accident. You know, before the dance was over, I was in love. I mean, you just bang, fell in it. Woo! But see, and sometimes we, we relate to the Lord that way. And, and I granted, when the Lord saved me, it was like I fell into something. And man, it was good. Man alive. I tell you what, when I got saved, I got saved, folks. I don't know. It just, I mean, I, uh, you can ask Pastor Wilson all about my life. He, he knows it better than I do. And, and that uh, when I got saved, it changed me. Well, we say God, Jesus, all that. But see, when it says pursue love, what is he talking about? The Bible says that God is light and he is 
love. Amen. God is light and God is love. So it, it's not light over here and love. It's, it's the same thing. He, he is trying to express and give us all these pictures uh, of about what love is. So pursue love. He doesn't say pursue God. He doesn't say pursue Jesus. He doesn't even say pursue the word. And all of that is involved in that one word love. That one word love, is, it's, it's, it's so filled with such uh, reality and power that, that it, you, you can't take that word love and just, just express it completely and exhaust the meaning of it. But he's telling me I need to pursue it. I don't, I don't fall in, then when, if you fall in love, then you can, well, I don't love you anymore. I just, just left. Well, it's because you quit looking for it. You get, love is not a permanent, it isn't just, boy, I'm in love and I've got it and I can just go on life and just do anything. I, no, he is telling me there that I must pursue it. So in the midst of this society we're living in, our culture, in, in uh, uh, the uh, season that we are in, and all the turmoil and all the chaos and everybody's scratching their head, don't know what to do, who to believe in. You and I as believers are given a mission. We know what to do. Amen. Amen. Well, should we do this or that? No, no. Let, uh, set that aside. I know what to do to understand or make decisions over here, whatever that decision may be. And what I am to do is to pursue love. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. It's the same thing as pursuing love. He's not saying one thing over here, do this first, and then, oh, well, I mine better do this first. No, no, no. Folks, it's the same thing. So I set my heart. Amen. Okay. Uh, I, I can't make decisions over here. I don't quite know what to do with the kids. I don't know about my job. I don't know about my physical health. I don't know about pandemic. I don't know about this or that. And that's all, that's all genuine. That, that's out there floating around. But in the midst of that, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to begin to pursue love. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hunt that thing down. Amen. I'm looking. Praise God. That see, that one verse is amazing to me. Just one verse. He says, pursue love. So that begins to tell me something. I don't just see it everywhere. I got to look for it. Now, now uh, uh, Becky is my wife. Some of you know her. Some maybe not. But I really love that woman. And if she's in this building, if she was able, she wasn't able to come with me, she, she would have loved to. But if, if she was here and say I was in the back office and, and then I came out here, I would begin to look for her. And you'd all be here. But I wouldn't be looking for you. I'd be looking for her. And I, my eyes would be just looking all over the place. So I see everybody, you're a fine looking group, fine people, fine people, good looking folks. Man, you're good looking. But I ain't looking for you. I'm looking for love. And love is packaged in that woman called Becky. And then when I see her, I just zoom in. Amen. Right? You understand. That's what. If, if, if you came in here looking for money, you, you, you'd be looking for money. And you'd, you'd overlook everything else. See, so there's a lot of stuff happening in the world today, folks. And if we're not careful, we're going to be just exhausted because we don't know what we're looking for. And we just see this over here and see that over there and see this over here and over that. But this kind of, he, he's given somewhat of a, of a goad to, and to be a hunter that I'm going to hunt down love. 
I'm going to hunt it down. So I come group people and all these people gossiping and murmuring and belly aching about everything. And just, I can just get to that ain't love. I, I, I'm looking for love. So my, even my relationship and, and my uh, energy is focused on love. Pursue love. And then he says, desire spiritual gifts. Desire the spirit gifts. The, the, in chapter 12, he talks about the gifts. We don't, we don't necessarily need to go through that, but you're aware of them. So he says, okay, you're going to pursue love, but at the same time, you, you desire. You, you desire uh, these gifts. So, Lord, I desire. I desire the gift of healing. I desire the uh, gift of knowledge, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. I, I desire a prophecy, Lord. I desire all these gifts. I really want them, Lord. Why? Because love wants to express itself. And so, I love Becky. I'm going to give her a gift. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get stuff going through my mind. When, you know, when we were younger and you know, I, and we'd have a little tiff or problem. I think I always thought candy and flowers would heal everything. <laughs> I remember uh, counseling people. Uh, folks, I've counseled so many people. It's amazing. It's amazing life, isn't it? I mean, we really live stuff. I, and we get into a mess. <laughs> we, can, we can make decisions that are just horrible. And, and we want to come to somebody and him wave a wand and it'll be all right. <laughs> and I was talking to this couple one time. You don't know them, so don't try to think about who it is. Um, I talked to them. They'd, they'd only been married maybe a year and a half, two years. You know that year and a half, two-year business, uh, all the feelings and the romance, <laughs> it's flat gone. And <laughs> Now, I'm not saying all the time. Sometimes it, it lingers. And so, but you know, you end up just learning to love what, live with one another, and they're so different, man, woman, so on, and I mean, they're it, it, talking to this couple, they're, they're sitting in front of me, and you know, man, you talk about the vibes, you talk about feeling, there wasn't much good vibes going on in that, that room, <laughs> they were flat mad at each other, and uh, the guy, he's, he's saying, he says, I, I love my wife, I love you, I, I love you. And I said, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do? He says, I know if we can go to Disneyland, it'll be all right. <laughs> and I, I did exactly like that. I just started. But Disneyland ain't going to work. This ain't going to. Oh, come on, honey. Let Disneyland. She just, she just. Disneyland ain't going to work it. All that kind of thing. I mean, I mean, they were just, just mad. But yet in this scripture, he says, pursue love and desire gifts. God loves. True? God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. He gave his only begotten son. So you and I are saved. And I said that power of God's inside me now. Jesus is inside me now. And he wants to love others around you. So he expresses his love through those gifts. Wonderful. Uh, folks, to go to someone who is sick really bad, and you go to them, and you say, I want to pray for you. See, prayer, folks, we have to learn this. I'm really, I'm really asking, Lord, you've got to help us. Help us, please. Because we love people. We want to see them saved. And, and I, tell people, I tell them all the time, but no matter, hey, God really loves you. And they, and they say, well, thank you. I thank you. But wouldn't it be wonderful if they're sick 
that you could have that gift of healing and express that love of God into that person and they get healed. Or they need wisdom. Or they, they need a miracle. All, all of these gifts, they're so beautiful, folks. And they're, and they want, they're given uh, to the body of Christ. They're the jewelry we wear. They're the power that we have to allow love of God to be expressed to others. They're, they're not to make church services like a, a carnival act. God, no. It, it's, it's, uh, gifts are so beautiful. And, and they are to be used to help. So for all of us, I know, are facing situations where that we need a miracle. Or others that we know, loved ones and neighbors and friends, they need a miracle. I encourage you, uh, instead of just asking God for a miracle, say, God, give me a gift of miracles. Give me, allow the gift, the power of your spirit that's inside me to be expressed through me to bring a miracle to someone. Believe that, folks. That you, you don't have to be a preacher. No, you don't have to be some famous person. You're already famous. You, you, you have, as I said, you can't get any greater than you are. Oh, if I was a preacher. Yeah, then you just have headaches and you turn to drinking. And so you, you, want, you want, I'm not drinking, none of the pastors are drinking. And so, that I know of. And so we, we have these gifts. But to... Um, to, to look at this, because I've got about five more things I need to say. He said, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Out of all the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the only one that he explains more than any other is prophecy or tongues interpretation. A whole chapter 14 is how prophecy will work. I said, Lord, I would really like to understand more about the miracles. I would really like to understand more even about this, uh, you know, gifts of healings, working of miracles. But it, he just throws them out there. He tells me that we, we uh, know the Holy Spirit will impart this to one to another. But then when he comes to these, he says, yes, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And I've wondered about why out of all the gifts is prophecy highlighted. Because folks, in our day and age, the battle is over words. And we need to prophesy. And I, I understand a gift of prophecy in, in church services. I understand that. I contend for that. I, I stir myself up. I'd love to prophesy on all of you. And it's beautiful. I love it. it. It's meant to uh, comfort, to exhort. It a prophecy. Let me just say real quickly: prophecy identifies. It identifies you, and it identifies God moving in your life. It's when you go into the mall and you got a big map, you're trying to find pennies. You go to it, and first thing you see a big old red X and says, "You are here." I need to know where I'm at now to get to pennies. So prophecy locates you. The devil lies to you constantly. You're no good. You're this or you're that. Nothing's happening. All of that. Read it, God doesn't love you. And all of a sudden, all that kind of thing. Prophecy that I've seen over the years will identify where that individual is and in their relationship with the Lord. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
It's so beautiful, we just kind of blow it off. We just think, it's, wow, that's a wild word. That ain't me. Well, we're so blinded to the reality of who we really are, that's why prophecy comes along. But prophecy is, is that, and it is to operate not just in church services. And it can operate not just by a certain vernacular or a certain uh, feeling or so on. It, it can operate just about like the way I'm doing, just by talking. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God that's in a person will begin to flow out that person, and He's actually speaking to that person a word of God, that God is using you as a medium to be able to speak to others. You can speak to your children through prophecy, prophetic word. You, you have, that's why He says, now pursue love. Come on, hunt it down. Go for it. Go for it. Look for it. Seek for it. Uh, love is light. When you come into a dark room, you look right for the switch. You're looking for the light. You, you can't do much uh, in the dark. In the world we live in, folks, we're blinded. We're in the dark. And so he says you get a whole love, that you are loved and you love others. You are loved and you love others. And all of a sudden the light goes on. All of a sudden, oh, life ain't as bad as I thought it was. It'll be all right. It'll be good. And as the light goes on, it changes your speech. It changes the way you talk. Amen. Amen. And when that begins to happen, you and I begin to speak the Word of God that changes dark into light and actually begins to create what you have been speaking. <laughs> All right, one more thing. Doing good. Okay, okay. I want you to turn to Ephesians because I want to pray. Sometimes, uh, well, let, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Folks, this is, this, is, this is so wonderful. Because it's, it's actually given me sometimes our greatest need is we don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't know how to pray. Things, situations come, you get things on, online or a text message or the way we let others to know to pray for situations. And, and so you have this need presented to you and you don't quite know how to pray. You don't, you don't know what to pray. And so that's why the Lord has, over this period of time, he says, well, pursue love. Just, just, just start there. You got to pursue love. And, and as I begin to step in, as it were, that, Lord, you let me love this individual as you love him. Not, not the way I love him, but as you love him. I need to let, God is love, he's inside me, and so we love one another with the love that he loves me with. So in my prayer, I say, Lord, that I can uh, love, the, the, how do you love him? How do you love her? How, how, how is it that you're loving? And that love Folks is able to begin to form, as it were, light, a picture. And then you're able to begin to speak over that person or situation. And what you speak can begin to change the situation. For, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm very tired of my prayers not being as effective as they should. I, uh, I, I, it's not right. And, and I'm down on me. 
And uh, I look at my prayer life, and I think about all the prayers that I have prayed and the percentage of answered prayers. You know, Jesus talked about 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. I said, Lord, I don't know, 25%, 10%, I, I, I don't know. But I know this, I'm not satisfied by the effectiveness of my prayer. I'm not just chalking it up. I'm not just saying, oh, well, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Jesus never prayed that way. And that was the very thing that the disciples asked him to teach him them, teach us to pray. And, and Romans 8 tells us that our infirmity, greatest infirmity, is that I don't know how to pray. So he sends us the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit comes and he helps us to pray. So we understand praying in tongues and praying in that language. And, but then we see, well, I'm going to pursue love and desire the gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. So I begin to pray for God that I could see love. I need to get a whole love. I had a, well, one of the answered prayers that... That was, and, and out of that, I began to try to gain a, a, a understanding about how we're to pray and the power of our words and so on. And this uh, relative of mine, a very young man, who's probably in his 30s, and that uh, he came down with COVID and, and he was going to die. Doctors even said he was going to die. And so Becky and I would pray, and, and I'd pray and pray and pray, and, and just like so many, you've prayed for people. And uh, the Lord spoke to me, see. He, he said something to me, and what he said to me was cancel the funeral. And uh, that word, uh, Becky and I finished praying, I told her that word. I said, cancel the funeral. He remained in the hospital a long time. It was uh, give and take, you know. It didn't look good at times, and when it didn't look good, I would just speak. I didn't tell everybody because it was such a strange word. It was kind of, you know, uh, I felt hesitant about it, my feelings. But my feelings, I had to just set aside, and I would just say it. Cancel the funeral. Cancel the funeral. Cancel the funeral. Well, long story short, he's well. He's out of the hospital doing tremendous. But, the, but there's been others that I prayed for, in it, and they didn't live. They died. I've, I've had good friends, just like many of you, that have died in this season. So it has caused me to, to uh, seek the Lord. To Lord, you, what are we as the body of Christ we're the governing body. We're the authority on earth. God expresses himself. And I believe, folks, right now with all of my heart, we're at such a wonderful time of life. And the Lord is teaching us that the body of Christ is that center where people can come and find help and health and peace and joy. And, and the way it's not going to be automatic, but the Lord teaches us and raises us up so that his life and his power can genuinely be expressed through us. This prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now watch this. This is a prayer that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Amen. That I be strengthened in the inner man. God, give me a grant. Have you ever appealed for a grant? Lord, grant me, according to your riches, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What for? He goes on. 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Oh, yeah. Your heart. I pray every broken heart be healed. That inner man that's connected to the heart, I pray that your heart be touched by his love. Pursue love. So when you pursue love, you know where it hits? The heart. It goes right in there. That invisible realm, not the one that pumps blood, not the physical one, that invisible center of the human being that, that seems to have the ability to capture things. And out of the heart comes the issues of life. But our hearts can be broken. This is why Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in my Father. Believe in what I have said. If it was not true, I would have told you different. I go to prepare a place and I'll come back and get you and take you to that which I prepared. Don't let your heart be troubled. And how many times our heart is troubled. Come on. Don't let that heart, see that heart is connected to that attitude. I was in a church service once and I was just bent out of shape sitting there, had this bad attitude, and somebody next to me looked over at me and said, what's wrong? And I said, ah, yeah, 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 whatever that was, you know, I needed the interpretation of that. But and he said, oh, just come on, knock it off. And what he said to me caused my heart to make an adjustment. He says, yeah, what's wrong with you? And it straightened it. So Jesus is saying that I have so much to do with my heart. No, let not your heart be troubled. Come on, believe in my Father and believe in me. Folks, let's believe. Amen. Let's believe. But he says that, that I may be strengthened, that Christ may dwell in my heart. He's inside me, but he needs to dwell in my heart. Christ, that anointing. It, it, I have to be strong to keep that in the center of my life. How strong Jesus was. He was so strong. His strength wasn't demonstrated by the miracles, walking on water, feeding the thousands. His strength was, was shown that he could wipe out everybody, but he didn't. <laughs> that he could keep his mouth shut when he could have spoke. He, he showed such strength, not by what he did, but by what he did not do, and yet he could have. Christ be strengthened in, in, in your heart through faith, being rooted and grounded where? Rooted, grounded. This is building up to something. So fast, I read this and read this and read this and pray it, and I say, Lord, I believe it. I believe it for you folks. I believe that you're being strengthened with might in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart, being rooted and grounded, a building in a tree, amen, grounded, amen, on a solid foundation and rooted. Your, your life forces, the, the substance, everything you need is coming as a root, is coming out of what? The love of God. That love of God. That's why it says pursue it. Come on, get a hold of that love, folks. Come on, get a hold of it and pray that, Lord, that you would grant me. Come on, Lord, I know you will because it's in the book. It's a perfect prayer. It is a prayer that I know as I pray it is being answered right now. Yes, amen, right now. And I'll prove it to you. It says that he, we may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth, and height to know the love of Christ. Oh, the love. That's what I mean. Folks started this thing. That feeling, that emotion. Let it go. 
It's, the, it's fire. It's a passion. Don't, don't try to keep it in. Just let it out. Just let it out. It'll cross every barrier. You'll end up loving a black man. You'll love a, a white man. You'll love a woman, a man. You'll, you'll begin to love Democrats. Amen. It'll, it'll, it'll just cause something to happen in you that'll scare you. It'll scare you. I am telling you something. It has such power. It'll overcome every prejudice. Uh, you, you won't even be afraid anymore of any kind of lack. You'll give money to people. Amen. You'll, you'll have such an expression of this love to know the length and the depth and the height of this love. Oh, folks, to know that. To know that. That's why that's that prayer. Pursue love. This is, this is the prayer that he's answered. And he goes on to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. See, it gets, this love gets into play. It doesn't even make sense. It, it has, you, you, you don't, it's this expression. And it says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Really? Really? Fill me with the fullness of God. The finite filled with the infinite? Yes. It must be because it's in here. If it wasn't in here, then somebody said you'll be filled with the fullness of God. It's like a room being filled with light. It's, you, you, you'll never be God. You'll never become God. But we can be filled with the fullness of God. It goes beyond knowledge. And that you're so filled with the fullness of God, that light shines. And I believe those gifts operate so freely, so wonderfully, because of that love that's operating, moving through you. Be filled with the fullness of God. And then it goes on and says, Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of that works in us. As there we are, Lord. That you will able, God is able. God's able to grant me. God is able to strengthen me. God is able to give me an understanding of his love, height, and the depth, the length, the breadth of his love. God is able. And that power of God, where is it working? In you. It's working right now. As you sit here, you listen to me, sang our songs, we're going to dismiss. That power is working inside you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then when you begin to ask the Father, He says, I'm able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you ask or even think. You'll think and answers will come. His powers at work. His powers at work that you'll begin to know the height and depth and length, breadth of His love. That love that'll pass all knowledge with all the saints. You're knowing that love more today and you'll know it more tomorrow than you do today. And each day it is growing. Each day, folks, it is growing because it is His power that is at work in you. And He ends that whole prayer, O Apostle Paul, to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank You today.
Lord, that hearts today are being healed. That anointing of God is released and moving in this place to heal the brokenhearted. Would you stand to your feet, folks? And your heart, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be filled or overweighed by the cares of this world, by drunkenness or by carousing. Don't let your heart, folks, be weighed down by that. Protect your heart. The God of peace will keep your heart and mind. And Father, I thank you for the working of your power within each one today. I pray for each one today in the name of Jesus. Your heart, you want God to just fill your heart, the fullness of God, to be filled with the fullness of God. Just raise your hand today. Just, just lift it up to the Lord today. Father, I pray. I pray, Father, today that your spirit as it is working within us. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you are working within us by the power of God by the power of the Holy Ghost that works within us to heal our hearts. Forgive. Anybody has all, just let it go, folks. It's not worth it. It hurts your heart. It damages the heart. Some here have been brokenhearted. You, you, life has broken the heart. His love, let Him love you. Let His love be poured into your heart. Let his love be poured into your heart, and that love will heal. It will not just heal, it recreates. It isn't just clearing out vessels, it actually recreates. And that heart is where the word is held. That heart is where the love is expressed, and the gifts are operated out of that heart. Oh, Father, I thank you today. If you want us to pray for you, the, the team that, that prays for people, if you come and, and you want God to move within your heart, your heart has, has been broken or it needs to be stretched. That's what it means. To be strengthened with might in my inner man means that my heart needs to be stretched. If you want prayer, just come this morning and we'd be glad to pray for you. I don't want you to leave and feel like that, that you need the touch, you need someone to pray for you. Feel free to come this morning. And Father, I thank you. I pray the blessing of God upon each today. I pray, Father, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that operates within us. We are temples of your Spirit. I pray, Father, that we be stirred up, that we will begin more than ever before to pursue love. I will pursue love. Not fame, not fortune, but love. Not position. I'm not even comfort. Not even, I don't need those things. I need love. And Lord, as I pursue love, who is you, I know I'll have all things. I thank you, Father, and I praise you. Let's just worship him for a moment today, folks. Uh, Father, we praise you and thank him today. Father, I thank you and praise you and worship you. I give you glory, Lord. I give you honor. I praise you. I praise you, Jesus. Hundalabande ribidi evedi alamando bo sande lebeki savaramando lobo kusai. Yende lebeki sarando lobo si viende lebedi alabasai. For I'd say to thee this day, have I not invited you? I have always invited you to come to me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. Take upon yourself my yoke. Take upon yourself and learn of me my yoke, for it is peace. 
and it is rest. Come unto me, and as you come unto me, I will give you the very desires of your heart. That which you ask for, I will give to you as you come to me. Come to me, and I will give the desires of your heart. And I am there with you in all things and in all ways, and I will answer the very desires of that which is upon your heart. Oh, Father, I thank you today, Lord. And I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Pastor, you come this morning. Folks, God bless you. I sure appreciate being able to minister today. Amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you've done, and we thank you for your word. God, we give you glory, and we give you honor, Lord, and we magnify you. Take us from this place, Lord, and remind us of this truth, God, that we would always pursue love, that we would pursue you, Father. And we give you the glory, and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.